computer. Hi there. So welcome. We are week eight of Naturally Healthy Club. And this week we're talking about untangling sugar cravings and sugar cravings specifically, but you can apply this process to any sort of cravings that you have if you do, if your cravings aren't sugar. sugar. And also we're going to be learning a, my favorite technique all time for handling urges. So action-packed, <laughs> action-packed lesson this week. Um, uh, hey, Rachel, good to see you. Um, so yeah, and I wanted to start with something that Maurice, Marisa had posted in the group, which she'd seen, I think, in her gym, and it was the body achieves what the mind believes. And so perfectly applicable to our uh, Naturally Healthy Club work. And this is why I'm so big on mindset, so big on philosophy. And I actually um, had lunch with Par- in Paris with one of my coaching friends who is someone that I knew from my food blogging days and she's since become a coach as well and we we're just talking about how like mindset's everything like regardless of what you coach on getting what getting the beliefs right is the is really what coaching is all about and that is the secret to unlocking and getting the results that you want so let's without further ado let's go through our naturally healthy club philosophy so one i am um or i'm becoming naturally healthy or it's possible for me to be naturally healthy, if that seems like too much of a stretch to say that you're becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush when we're eating, when we're changing anything. Yes, I weigh XX and it's okay. Like wherever you're at, it's okay. And just that acceptance piece. And then also a reminder that if the result is higher than you want it to be, like, it's just a reminder to be more intentional. It's just a reminder that I need to pay more attention, basically. Um, next thought is how do I want this to go? My all-time favorite thought for being intentional. Overeating is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. I use that tonight. <laughs> um, I think I say that every week since I've been here and been coaching at nighttime. But, yeah, it really is a helpful thought. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future. Another one that's really helpful for bringing that like food abundance into our lives. I change best when I feel good. I don't have to do this perfectly. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. And we haven't even begun to touch on the whole feeling stuff. Oh, I guess have a little bit, but that's stay tuned for more on that. There are no bad foods and we prioritize protein. So from last week's lesson, which I'll recap in a sec, I'm so lucky, particularly now I'm here in Ireland, <laughs> um, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And this is something that I believe for each of my clients that I work with, that we don't know how that's true, but in some, whatever you need, you're getting what you need when you need it. And we don't need to know how, how that's true, but it is true. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, so our Naturally Healthy Club process, um, so the four parts to it are light, L-I-T-E, and we've started with um, we've implementing it backwards. So we started with E for enjoyment, and the key habit that goes along with that is our putting our cutlery down and reminding ourselves that there's no rush and also that habit of anticipating something delicious every day or whatever time frame feels good to you. Um, T is for tracking and that's weighing ourselves every day. And the thought there is that, yes, I weigh XXX and we're doing it from a place of acceptance and not beating ourselves up and just being curious. We want to have that curiosity, not condemnation. And then the I is for setting intentions. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time on this this week because it's come up for a few people in the group and we're doing our daily practice challenge. And so the habit that goes along with making intentional choices is our daily practice. And the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And so a couple of people had posted in the group. So actually, so Lorene had posted, um, I'm feeling resistance to the third part of the process and I haven't started a daily practice. Maybe it feels too much. Can a daily practice just be saying I will sit down and eat my food every day I started doing that, but have been standing more often these days, which feels less satisfying and makes me want to eat more. So first of all, really big shout out to Lorene for posting in the group 
when she she noticed that something wasn't feeling great like I love that like the more we do that like that's so so great and that does take some courage so like really celebrate yourself for that Lorraine and everyone else who's posted in the group or if you turn up for coaching and ask for help too um so yeah first of all that and then yeah like if you're feeling resistance to something yeah, you want to check in is, are you making it mean too much? Like, are you making it too big? And if you remember from our, um, when we did the lesson around setting, creating our, um, our daily practice, that we were approaching this from the tiny habits method. And what, so it's really important that if you are feeling resistance to just notice that, and it's generally comes from either you just don't want to do this, <laughs> like there's something that you just, like it's not in your nature and you don't want to do it. And if that's the case, then let me know because you know, we can um, we can, we can can work through that. But often it just comes from feeling like it's like making it too big, making it something that's, that's too big. And so the solution there, if you feel like, and that's what Lorene's kind of identified for herself, like maybe it feels like too much. So what we want to do there is just, chunk it down so that you're starting like really tiny. If you remember from the tiny habits example, rather than he wanted to build the habit of flossing, flossing his teeth every day. So rather than like you know, have, setting the goal to floss every tooth, he just had the habit. He's just, my minimum requirement is I'm just going to floss one tooth. And so we want to apply that to our daily practice. And so, yes, Lorraine, if you want your minimum, if you, if that feels good to you for your daily practice to set that intention that whenever I eat anything, I'm going to sit down, that's that's amazing. But if that feels too big in itself, maybe you might like to start with a, um, a like a belief um, aspect, so working on your beliefs for your daily practice. And so the minimum requirement might be that you, if you're using the app, you just open the app and that would be, yep, I've done my daily practice for the day. Of course, then if you once you've opened it, if you feel like doing more, you can. Um, or the minimum requirement if you're doing it in a journal might be I just I open my journal and just make it as tiny as possible. And you know, it's like another example is like from Tiny Habits book was like someone wanted to build the habit of doing yoga. So their minimum requirement was that they just had to get the put their yoga mat out and didn't, they didn't have to touch it other than that. But if they put their yoga mat out, that counted as a win for the day. And it's about like having that, making it as tiny as possible so that you can feel and letting yourself feel good about when you do your minimum requirement so that then you naturally want to go deeper on it. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's so making a daily practice as easy as possible. And so like just opening an app or just opening a journal and then the next, you know, if you've got a bit more time might be that you're going to just write one intentional thought, which could be, it's possible for me to change or it could be um, it's possible for me to be naturally healthy or I am naturally healthy, like something that feels inspiring to you and that's just going to connect you to this work. Remember, we're wanting to like program our subconscious. So having those beliefs, working on one simple belief like that can be, can be enough. Um, and then I'll, I'll talk more about other options for what your daily practice can include and we have covered those those previously but that's where I would start for Lorena and for anyone else that's feeling resistance like just start with that that that's that um, minimum requirement of I'm going to write that thought um, and Mel had posted that she, she's been thinking about it um actually and I wanted to share this Mel had said I, I barely addressed the I in our light process have been thinking about asking for coaching but don't really have the words to even describe what I need I guess writing here in this space is a step in the right direction and yeah brilliant and so often that's the case Mel like nothing's gone wrong there like you just have this feeling of like ah. Oh, not really like this is, doesn't feel great something's not right but you don't really know how to put it into words and that's cool like just by just even raising, raising your hand like that we can we can start to work on it so Mel I'd encourage you to have a think about like just that minimum requirement and starting there with your daily practice and see how that feels and if that feels good great but if it doesn't just let me know and we can we can work through it Okay, and then Melissa had also said so a lot of lot of daily practice coaching this week. Um, Melissa had also posted um, around intention setting, and I'll read I'll read this out as well. So she said, "Hi Jules, I'm sort of lost with intention setting. I know you've explained it well. I'm just having trouble getting myself to do it. Uh, so that's just like feeling resistance." And then she said, "I already eat three meals a day and don't graze, and what I eat is pretty healthy too." 
One thing I struggle with is not eating too much healthy food. I also want some kind of ease around trusting myself to make good decisions when I'm offered unexpected food instead of just turning down everything. I'm not sure what my daily intention should be. Can you help me out? And so, yeah, again, celebrating Melissa for posting in the group about this and um, that that thought, like what my daily intention should be. So there's, that's kind of is a signal to me, Melissa, that and totally like I've done this before, that you're looking for it to be like that there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And you, what like, should I do it? Like how do I get it to be right and not wanting like not wanting to fail and wanting it, not wanting, like wanting it to be kind of perfect. So first of all is we want to just treat it as an experiment. It's like, okay, I'm just going to try some different, like really like play around with like, what are all the ideas that I could have in my daily practice? What feels, and what would feel really fun for me to start with and start there. So rather than like trying to get it right, because this is what we do as humans, it's adults, (laughs) kids don't do this, but as adults, this is totally normal, is that we want to get it thought through and we want to get it all perfect in our heads before we even start something because we don't want to fail. And with this, like there's no way you can fail at it. Like, so it's just a matter of trying, like trying things, seeing what works, seeing what feels good, seeing what's helpful, And then if something doesn't feel helpful, tweaking it, trying something else. So I'd really encourage you, Melissa, this is such a good opportunity to just have a think about what would feel good to you and take it from there and then create, like, just go, oh, I'm just going to do an experiment. I'm just going to try this for a few days. I'm going to try this for a week and see how that goes. And if it feels like it's helpful, great. If it doesn't, then you go, okay, well, I have these other ideas or you can ask me for ideas as well. but yeah, that's 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 the, the way I would approach this. And then, and again, Melissa, maybe just starting with that that tiny habit of just opening the app and writing, you know, I'm becoming naturally healthy, or whatever your vision is for yourself would be a, a good first start. And then the other thing I was thinking for you, Melissa, is like if you're already like the types of food that you're eating, if you're already not grazing, you're already eating proper meals during the day. Uh, and you're pretty happy with your food choices, maybe uh, this, maybe working on a belief around, uh, what did she say? Uh, with not, okay, so one thing I struggle with is not eating too much healthy food. So maybe you might want to set your intention like each day of just thinking through, yeah, um, so when I, every your, your intention setting could be to remember to check in with your tummy when you're eating and to remind yourself that overeating is not worth it or whatever thought that you like to work on for that. So that could be one thing that you might like to do as part of your daily practice is just to set that intention. Yeah, I'm going to, and if you notice that there's a particular meal for me, it's usually dinner that I tend to overeat, then um, that might be just, you know, when I sit down, for so the tiny habit might be uh, after I sit down for dinner, I'm going to, um, just remind myself there's no rush and that overeating is not worth it. So that would be, that might be one thing. Another thing that can be helpful if like in terms of daily practice options, if you feel like your food choices are pretty good and you don't really feel like you need to change anything there is, and also like if you're wanting to get better at the unexpected food options, just thinking you can actually and some for some people like thinking about the past is easier than thinking about the future like our brains are so fascinating that we all work differently so another thing you that you might like to experiment with is just reviewing your previous using your daily practice time you might um to review your previous day and and get the lessons from that and think about oh what could i do differently next time in, in is there anything i want to do differently next time i'm in that situation so, uh, yeah, that's that's an, another option for your daily practice. And for those of you that aren't, like Melissa, that aren't having proper meals, I think just setting that intention of, okay, what what's my day going to be like, you know, and roughly mapping out, am I going to be having breakfast, lunch and dinner, or is it going to be a late dinner? Am I going to be working late? And just kind of getting some, some just doing it on a day-by-day basis can be helpful, Uh but again, keeping it as simple as possible now so that you're building that habit and feeling good about your progress 
knowing that you can expand and do more things. And so what my daily practice looks like is I open um, the app. I use the five-minute journal app. In that, they get you to write down three things you're grateful for. So I write down sometimes more than that, just things that I'm grateful for. I'm trying to do something different every day because there's that just feels really good to do that. Then I I actually do write down what I'm planning to eat for the day. I often don't. <laughs> there's rarely a day that I actually it matches up, but I, I just because I like thinking about food and that feels good for me. Uh, but if I don't know, I'll be like, oh, you know, we're going out for dinner here, or you know, I, I just map it out as best I can. And then I also the last part of my daily, and I I, I am very specific if I'm having treat, like if I'm having ice cream. I like will say I'm going to having one scoop of ice cream or if I'm uh, if I'm going to be cooking like making ice cream I'll actually you know I won't write it down but I'll set that intention oh yeah when I'm making my ice cream base I'm not going to be tasting it at all I'm going to save my wait till I actually the ice cream's finished so that's that's another thing I do and I'm also very specific with my wine so I like actually think through, am I having wine today? And if I am, how much am I having? And I write that in my daily practice. And then the third part of my daily practice is just, I've got uh, probably four or five beliefs that I'm working on. So they are uh, goal related. And so I'm writing those, those, those down and that's it for my daily practice. So it it takes three or four minutes and that, that, that's it. But there are some days where I just do the, do a quick version of just, like I'd skip the, I just do the food part. So, yeah. So does anyone have any questions on daily practice? How's everyone feeling about the daily practice challenge? Got some thumbs up, got some nods. Yeah, great, Margaret. Okay, amazing. Emma, so good to see you. (laughs) This is a celebration. excellent smiling face amazing okay so yeah and if anyone is still feeling like that they don't know what to do with your daily practice let me know and post like or post in the group this was someone someone said something judith was that you no amazing okay so Okay, let's move on. So uh, all that, and I haven't even got to the plan for the, the day. So plan for today is talk about daily practice, done, tick, and then a uh, little bit of news to share, and then we'll recap quickly recap last week's lesson. And then I want to talk about uh, sugar cravings and nutri- uh, not, not, not nutrition. Last week's was nutrition. We're going to talk about sugar cravings, actually, and we're, go- we're going to open up for tiny wins I want to hear from the group and then we've got a heap of coaching to do as well and if anyone live on the call needs coaching we can do that Um, so we have got a lot to pack into this this time so in terms of news um, just post of the week prize went to Sarah this week and she said my tiny win is recommencing so really wanted to um, celebrate Sarah for sharing in the group but also just for actually doing that like going okay I'm going to uh I'm going to yeah set the intention and I won't read out what she said uh but uh, yeah she set an intention f- to, f- to the, 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 for that day to make an event of eating so sit at the dining dining table tonight and to plan to eat lunch in a nearby park tomorrow instead of in a windless fluorescent light brick room at work tomorrow rushing because I have to have work to do so wanted to celebrate Sarah for yeah posting in the group and also for like so cool to like start with that setting that intention for the day of yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna my intention is I'm gonna eat at the table and I'm going to like give myself that gift of eating lunch somewhere else so amazing uh okay now last week last week's lesson was nutrition and there's actually there was actually a lot in that but the key message I want you to take away if you haven't listened to that really like the key message is enough (laughs) but how you like the thing my approach to nutrition is that how you eat and how much you eat and how you think about it is way more important than what you eat and that 
we are all different. Like my nutritional requirements are slightly different from yours. Like we have different biochemistry, all the things, and that only you can be the expert on you. And the cool thing is that you, I'm giving you permission to take ownership of discovering how, like what is the best type of food for you? What is the right amounts for you? And that we just want to treat this as an experiment. Again, like we don't have to worry about getting it perfect. Uh, and we just want to treat it as an experiment and always be just paying attention. Oh, how do I feel after I have that? Like in this curious, non-judgmental way of like, yeah, if I have like four slices of pizza, how do I feel after, after that? Like a couple of hours later, how do I feel the next day? Or if I have um, quinoa, yeah, how do I feel after that? Like, does it impact my gut health or whatever it is? And just, yeah, you are the, you are the expert of you on you and that, and also remembering that there are no bad foods. Like it really is a huge belief that I have and that the, and the most important thing in terms of what to eat is to focus on that protein. That's why we've got those two thoughts of like, there's, there's no bad foods and we prioritize protein in our, um, in our philosophy, because that's, if you, focus on getting enough protein the rest of the stuff kind of takes care of itself and it really like nutrition really can be that simple uh, so if you want more details on that you can see the call notes or check out the replay from last week and uh, we did two exercises as well last week so if you haven't done those one was to actually just map out like what your uh, like what you would like your meal and snack schedule to be like is it like are you a breakfast lunch dinner person are you a you know two snacks are you morning tea afternoon tea like all the things like for you to actually decide what where you want to experiment and the other thing exercise we did was our go-to meals exercise and so if you haven't done those and you are kind of struggling with the what to eat <clears throat> that go-to meals exercise is a really great way to kind of get some meal, good good some things working for you mm. I have some weird frog in my throat. Okay, so did anyone have a um, um oh we'll miss you, Judith. She's having internet connectivity. Do you have a link for the go-to meals? I did put it with the um with the replay from last week, and it's in there's a resources section in Circle, so it's in there as well, Christine. I don't have it right here at my fingertips, so uh, it, but it, yeah, it's easy easy to find. Okay, let's open. Oh, yeah. Did anyone else have any questions about nutrition or thoughts on that before we, <clears throat> we move on? No, we're good. Okay, so Tiny Wins, who had something they would like to share with the group? So something that you're proud of or a lesson that you learned in the last week? Nothing too big or too small? I can type in the chat if you want. I must have noticed something. Come on, guys. There's always something that we can celebrate. Adine, I'm almost kind of tempted to like say no, Adine. I wanted to, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Tracy said tiny win. Oh, it's good. I'm good. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I checked the check the book Foodist out of my library. Amazing, Tracy. Um, so with with Foodist, just remember that she talks a lot about like that you need to be eating cooking from the farmers market, and like that's one thing that I don't agree. It's like. Yeah, just eating whatever you listen to your body is more important um christine said i'm building off my poor i'm building off my portion sizes i only took half of what i would normally eat for dinner last night a noodle dish so i had that rest for lunch today amazing christine and that's all it is like just like serving yourself less and then like of course giving yourself permission to have more if you want to have more but there's no need to do that like yeah like just and just experimenting with it so fun Okay, Emma, daily win. We're struggling with the concept of treats slash indulgences. Now change that to I'm eating delicious food, making a world of difference. 
Love it. Excellent. Okay. Good. I got some wins. Amazing. Dean, did you did you want to share something? Oh no, she's not there. Oh, there she is. I'm still here. I'm just listening and running, dashing about. No, it's it's not been a great week, but but I'm still trying to go back to remembering that the little things, little little tiny wins, and 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 my just it it feels like it's been a harder week this week, but to still not forget that my goal for the the fall has been that I am. I am well mind and body and keep working on that, that it's this, this, this much is okay, that that is okay. Yes, that's okay. Thing. Acceptance. Let's celebrate acceptance, Adine. That's so good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and you're here. Good to see you, Adine. Amazing. Okay. So now let's talk about sugar cravings. So fun. <laughs> um, uh, 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 uh. Where are my notes gone? Okay. So, and actually, before we start talking about this, uh, Leanne had posted in the group tonight. I'm just going to change my screen. Uh, Leanne had posted in, in the group tonight. Not sure if I can ask this. She said, I seem to be great with nutrition in the morning and then something happens after lunch and I just hoover the snacks up. I think I need to work out what my thoughts are, are around this time. Does anyone else also experience it this it's not like I'm hungry at this point either so amazing Leanne and you can totally ask anything like us totally any never feel like you should be censoring anything you put in the group so that's first thing so celebrating celebrating for asking the question and I think when we go through this untangling uh sugar cravings this is going to really help with that and also the other thing I wanted to say to Leanne was totally not alone and I've totally been that person as well where you're like oh yeah start the day with the healthy breakfast and then like after lunch like you know, just things go down downhill and so what we're going to talk about today is really going to help with that and then Leanne had also said I think I'm also still struggling with the belief that nothing is going to work so I want to make sure we coach on that too because first and cel also celebrate that you're noticing that you've got that that belief, nothing's going to work, Leanne. And what we want to do with that is, first of all, have some compassion because, of course, it feels like nothing's going to work when you haven't got it to work yet. And that's really normal to have that thought. But also recognize if your dominant belief is nothing's going to work, then you're going to feel resigned and going to feel disempowered. And then, of course, what happens is that the action you take when you're feeling disempowered is like moving up the snacks or, or whatever it is that doesn't help. And that proves that nothing's going to work. So what we want to do when you, and this, this thought is really common whenever we're trying to change anything. Like I've totally had that with my business beliefs. And this is the thought that comes up for me that I have to work on with my, on my, on myself in my, um, in my business that nothing's going to work for me and so what we want to do instead of thinking nothing's going to work is just open that crack of possibility so it's like it's possible this could work or it's possible I could change and I would actually have that in your belief plan Leanne and have that as the one thought that your daily practice you're writing that down every day that it's possible this could work because if you think about if you when you think it's possible this could work Instead of feeling resigned and feeling disempowered, what you're going to feel instead is curious. Hey, like it's possible this could work or maybe even a little bit hopeful. And then when you're feeling, if you're feeling curious, then you're way more likely to try things. You're way more likely to experiment and you're way more likely to keep going and it's, that will make a huge difference. So I um, would really anyone that's also in that point of like I don't know I don't I don't you know I've got that belief that nothing's going to work or it's not going to work or it's not working, then have actually intentionally working on the belief it's possible this could work is the antidote and that will change everything. So that's but that's that's little bonus bit of coaching for Leanne and for everyone else. And so let's talk about untangling sugar craving habits. And so 
This was actually, this was some, a lesson that I pulled together for the, the last group who's someone and um, for Kira and she posted in the group, like any advice what to do when we have a sugar craving, I find it hard to think about anything else. Or if I'm stressed, I just want something sweet. And so the first thing with cravings and and habits is that like cravings like these sugar cravings they're just a habit right and you are not your habits like you are you and your habits are are not set in stone so yes your habits influence so much of who you are however it's not part of your identity and you can change that's not fixed like your habits aren't 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 concrete you can change them so we want just want to start to get curious again bringing that curious always comes back to curiosity and start doing experiments so that you can learn so that you can 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 untangle the habits that aren't helping you and intentionally form habits that do help that are helpful and so we want to look at like I think with sugar cravings like I broke it down into like there's a few different things that can cause sugar cravings and then I've got give I've got a solution for each of these things so we can go through I'll go through each of them and 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 so just as you as we're going through this just think always does this apply to me is this something that I you know potentially need to work on so I'll just actually read through the list of 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 causes so we've got not enough protein is one insulin resistance such blood sugar issues is an is another one psychological hunger due to restriction and food moralizing so i'll talk about what that that is uh stress slash needing a break slash just needing some dopamine is another one insufficient sleep can cause sugar cravings and then also there can be like a um, circadian rhythm like habitual component to that can that can cause them as well so they're all the the possible causes of sugar cravings and you may have a couple of these you may have one that's really dominant you may have all of them like that's totally depending on your situation so the first one is not enough protein and so and how that manifests is like our brains throw up this desire for like quick fix energy and so like our brains are really smart because they know that sugar is going to be the most easily digestible it's going to give us that boost fast and so they it, it manifests as, as it can can manifest as a, as a sugar craving or it just uh, that hunger and if you're generally a sweet person then then that will come up and so the solution of course there is to really prioritize protein and make sure make sure you're having enough protein at meals and snacks particularly in the morning and if you eat breakfast have like have, making sure there's protein in your breakfast and making sure that there's protein in your lunch and so many people that i've worked with have who've had problems with afternoon snacking and cravings have like by increasing the protein that they have at particularly in the morning and at lunchtime that just like the the, the snacking problem goes away so that desire to hoover everything up is generally a sign that you're not giving yourself enough protein and i if you think that could be you i really encourage you to experiment of like going crazy high on the protein of like like you know having like i have four eggs for lunch and some days if i'm having lunch like just have way more protein than you think and just see how that just observe how that plays out in your afternoon and this, yeah, and I've actually got, I'm just, I'll put the link in the chat. Uh, in Circle, there's a resource. So, because protein at meals, you're probably pretty good at that. Doing the go-to meals exercise can be helpful if you feel like, oh, I don't really know what to eat for, to get more protein for breakfast and lunches. Oh, hang on. I'm going to send the chat to everyone. Sorry. Um, but there's a link there to um, higher protein snack ideas so that can because getting protein in your snacks is something that can be like a new new concept but so, so there's a list of ideas there for you next one is insulin resistance slash blood sugar issues and we spoke about that last week in the nutrition class and the solution there is to get tested take meds if you if you if your doctor advises taking meds i i certainly do and it, it makes my life so much easier to get that under control or the other option is to be to eat like mostly low carb 
or to do both like I do. And uh, yes. Yeah, and then just you know, with with eating low carb, like you know, just being intentional. If you are having carbohydrate and you know you have blood sugar result issues, just be really intentional about your quantities and how often you're having. So it's not like you never have bread, but it's like when you are having bread, just you know, be mindful of how much you are eating. Okay, next one is psychological hunger due to restrictions slash food moralizing. So. I will do a whole lesson on hunger, so just know that that's that's coming. But what psychological hunger is is there's actually like there's there's more than just physical hunger that we experience, and so there there is actually uh, a psychological component to hunger. And so if we've been restricting and denying yourselves, so you quit sugar, or you're see- seeing sugar as bad, then that actually increases your like because it increases your desire for for for, for, it increases it when we see something when we're restricting anything in our lives and we're telling ourselves it's bad that actually does increase our desire for you if you think about like when kids are told they can't have a toy then all you want all they want is the toy and we adults are the same and so the solution to this this restriction piece and food moralizing piece is to first just adopt this philosophy that there's no bad foods. And then if there are, like if there is, you do want to include sugar in your life, just being intentional around it. So, and what that means is deciding ahead of time, okay, I'm going to uh, have ice cream, say, so deciding ahead of time and then being specific about the quantity that you're going to have and serving it out so that it, you know you're not tempted to keep going back and back and back and also getting just learning to coach yourself in the moment when you do want more than you'd originally intended because that's going to come up and we'll talk more about how to do that uh in future lessons but yeah the 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 first step is to just commit to if i am having sugar i'm going to decide ahead of time rather than just deciding in the moment or if there is, if something does come up and you get an opportunity to eat that you hadn't thought of, someone offers you brownies in the lunchroom, that what you want to do there is because you hadn't anticipated ahead is just ask yourself that question in the moment of, well, how do I want this to go? And and make that choice of, okay, I'm going to have half the brownie. I'm going to have enough, like as much of the brownie as I feel like until I feel satisfied. I'm going to sit down with the brownie and really enjoy it whatever it is, but just asking yourself, how do I want this to go so that you can be making a, a, a rational, intentional choice around the sugar rather than uh, rather than just being in the moment. And actually Sarah and, um, no, Naomi and someone else had posted in the group asking about my ice cream habit. So this is a great segue to talk about that. And so what that looks like for me is, so every week on Usually, actually, it's kind of expanded out to two nights a week. That uh, so it's usually Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes, yeah, it's usually Saturday and Sunday nights. We have ice cream for dessert. I've got an ice cream machine, so I make the ice cream and look forward to it. We make a different flavor every week. It's amazing. And so, yeah, well, what I need to, what I do is I set that intention. Oh, yeah, I'm having a scoop of ice cream tonight, and I, of course, after I eat my ice cream, sometimes. I feel satisfied with whatever it is. Sometimes I even can stop, like if it's not a particular flavor that I really love, sometimes I stop halfway through and just leave it. Uh, but yeah, it's like I set that intention before I start eating it of, of how much I'm going to have. And I imagine myself sticking to my intention. And then when the desire comes up to have go back for another scoop, I generally coach myself and and I don't. Occasionally I will do do I will go back for more but what when I do that I don't make that mean anything bad about myself I don't give myself a hard time I just go okay this is the lesson where I remember that it's better when I stick to my plan so that is an example of how I set those boundaries and I always think through before I start eating it like how much am I going to have of this rather than because if I don't it'll be like the, the top will be gone and I serve it up you know, into the bowl, set everyone out and put the ice cream back in the freezer before we start eating. So 
that is psychological hunger. So next one is stress slash needing a break slash needing some dopamine. And actually this ties in nicely, Lizzie, you'd posted uh, some thoughts around that article around how sugar and fat, so Lizzie had shared an article in the group around how sugar and fat impact our brain chemistry and like, and cause the release of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that makes us feel good. It's a reward neurotransmitter. And so that can be, that's absolutely true. Like that's what happens with, with sugar in our brains and fat, not as much, but actually it's what happens with all food. Like we're, and the reason we have that and it's actually, it's been really helpful in the past is because we needed to eat to survive, like to continue going on. So eating was good for us, like good for survival. So our brains were like, oh yeah, gave us a little reward so that we would want to keep eating. Cause if we didn't have that desire to eat and we didn't eat, then we were going to die. So it's actually something that served us well in the past and all food does release dopamine, but sugar tends to spike it a lot more. And they're, depending on like people have different brain chemistry so for some people they get more of a a spike in dopamine than others so that's that can play into it uh and so so with with that just my take on it is again that there's no bad food and that if like all food's going to give us some dopamine then that's okay what we want to do is just again just be intentional just be aware that okay if i do have have sugar it's going to reward my brain in a sim like or if i have alcohol it's going to change my brain chemistry so i need to use my best part of my brain to decide how much before i start eating and just have that intentional being being intentional with it uh so that's that's one part of this actually i probably could have broken this out into to two and then the so sometimes like particularly if we're like stressed and we're feeling a bit down, like our brains gives us this, uh, our brain's like, oh, I want some dopamine. I'm not feeling very good now. now. I want to feel better. So it gives us this urge to, throws up an urge to have some sugar because it knows that if it has sugar, it's going to get, it's going to get some dopamine. So that's just understanding that can be really helpful as well. And also, and these tend that's that's why these these things tend to happen in the afternoon, and it can also be a sign that like, and I know this used to happen for me. It's like I would just be working through the whole afternoon, and so my brain would be like, oh, like you need some ice cream, and so I'd be like getting up from my desk and going to get ice cream. But really, what my I needed in that moment was a break. <laughs> I wasn't letting myself have have a break, and once I started having an intentional afternoon tea and having that intentional break, that craving didn't show up as much because I was giving myself that permission. So the solution to this is, is having intentional breaks and then acknowledging what's going on can also be really helpful and feeling feelings. So if we're stressed, letting ourselves feel like the feelings or if we're anxious or whatever is coming up, letting ourselves feel the feelings and then asking ourselves, like, what do I really need right now? So having that, like, when if you've got a sugar craving, rather than just going straight to the sugar to solve it, actually taking that pause and going, oh, hey, I've got this craving. What That's just a sign that I need something. Like, what is it that I need? And often just if you can pause and ask yourself, what do I really need right now? Sometimes it'll be, yeah, I just need a break or I just need to go to bed or I just need a hug or I just need to feel connection or I just that like you'll actually get when you ask yourself that question you'll get an answer that isn't sugar so and then you can give yourself what you really want and it, that becomes a really great thing to do so that that's all 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 a big one there the stress and slash needing a break slash dopamine one but that so that is a big cause and again for uh, leanne and whoever else who, who said that they you know, find that afternoon slump and they're hoovering up all the snacks often you know, needing that break could be could be it can could be not, not enough protein but it could also be uh needing like it could just be that you're, you're needing a break and that's your habit at the moment for getting a break like we don't we we've so programmed to be like just working 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 because we've got so much to do and the solution of actually being intentional and having a, a break and maybe having a snack like having but being intentional with it um, can be a, a really easy fix.
Yeah. And so again, with this, like we're not our habits. So just remember that sometimes these fixes, like it can be surprising, like just when you bring that intentional thought to it, how easy it can be. And then next solution, our next problem is insufficient sleep, which, okay, usually if you're not getting enough sleep, getting more sleep is something that you would do if you could. And that's not an option. If you can, of course, get more sleep. Uh, But the other thing that can be helpful when if you're not getting enough sleep is really prioritizing that protein, making sure your body is fueled and getting all the nutrient, like getting that, that protein uh, so that it's less likely to go looking for the sugar. And the other thing with insufficient sleep is just being careful around, like being intentional around caffeine and not getting into that, um, get, getting stuck in that vicious cycle of using caffeine to overcome the sleep the tiredness and then that that needing needing the caffeine uh and then our last one was just that sometimes you know there can just be this habitual slash circadian rhythm component to sugar cravings and that can be true like for that afternoon slump and that it's just a habit that you have and the solution there is to again try having intentional snacks and being like find having other options that aren't sugar and changing that habit and another but another really great tool is something that i that's called bilateral stimulation so this is something i learned from actually from my business coaches you wouldn't think to think and i'll i'll share it with you now so what the what this is um so it's called bilateral stimulation because it's stimulating both sides bilateral both sides of the brain and it actually is a way to stop like habitual thought patterns. Um, so it can be used for if you're like ruminating on something, it could be used to stop rumination, but it's also uh, really if, spookily effective when you have urges or cravings to eat something. And it just, uh, it just, what it does is that it just puts a roadblock up in our brains for the habitual neural pathways and brings our brain back to neutral. And so all it is, like anyone could do, I could teach my like six-year-old to do it. You just need an object and you can do it along with me. So just wherever you're sitting, if you've got your phone or I've got a cup here, or it could be a ball or, you know, glasses, any any object, doesn't matter what it is, but it just needs to be something that you can pass from one hand to the other. And all you do is just pass the, um, pass the object back from one hand to the other and the only thing is that you need to be crossing the midpoint of your body when you do it and the way it works it's like to do that you need your brain needs to focus and it stimulates both sides of the brain evenly and it just calms down the urge and so I usually count to 10 when I do it but you don't have to count and you don't have to do it 10 times you can sometimes even just doing it a couple two times is enough but then you just stop and think oh how am I feeling now and often like that urge will be like it'll just be neutral. You'll be, you'll feel, you'll feel neutral is the word. Like you'll be like, like I've done this where I've had the urge to like have a scoop of peanut butter when I'm putting the peanut butter jar away, and then I've gone okay, and I just I'll just do some bilateral stimulation. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't really need peanut butter right now. I'll put the jar away. Like it's it's really effective. So the only tricky thing with that tool is just remembering that you have it. So, uh, yeah that that's that's to and being able remembering to use it in the moment so uh i'll i'll remind you about bilateral stimulation uh, but what what can be effective and what i did when i first learned this was i actually had a little tiny habit of after i did my just of doing it every day proactively so that i then remembered that i had it in my arsenal just to remember that i had it at my disposal and i actually haven't done it that for a long time because i've in a different traveling different habits are going on but that that, yeah might be a nice habit to tack on to the end of your daily practice just to do a bit of bilateral stimulation just for a week to see how you're getting like just to remind yourself that you have this tool and then in the moment when you feel an urge and you're like oh what's going on you can you can just just try it like you know it takes you a few seconds and yeah post in the group if you do it and um and you get a crazy result (laughs) Okay, so that's it for sugar sugar cravings uh, and solutions. Does anyone have any questions? So how's everyone feeling about that before we um, before we move on to coaching? 
No, we're feeling okay. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, okay. Now, does anyone have any coaching? Like, how, how's everyone feel? Is, yeah. Is that anyone who's on the live call got anything you'd like to coach on? Anything that you're struggling with at the moment? No. You're all like kicking goals, like feeling naturally healthy, enjoying your food, listening to your bodies. Amazing. <laughs> Um, okay, so Lizzie, did I that did I give you enough of uh, that that article? You're happy with that that response? Okay, great. Okay. Um, okay, Naomi had posted in the group for coaching, so but I'll I think she'll she'll probably turn up to the let let the other calls, so I'll, I might save that one. Uh, okay, so Diana had posted today two steps forward one step back and just said i has been with the National Healthy Club for a while and she said I'm frustrated from, with myself for not staying the course we had a big family get together a few weekends ago 15 people from as far away as London and LA we're in Ohio and we made a wonderful spread of food everyone loved it and things went well I did not eat too much at the time and felt great. However, the leftovers were frozen and I find myself eating too much at once and the scale has inched back up and down and up. I'm frustrated with myself. I was almost again very close to my goal. This is the same two to five pounds I keep losing and gaining help. So actually I wanted to shut up. Um, Marisa had put some coaching in for, um, for Diana, which I thought was super helpful um, did you want to, would you mind sharing that that here in the group, Marisa? Sure. Um, I don't know. Did, did you want to just read it or did you have a question? I'm not sure. All right. Um, yeah, maybe just like, yeah, what you said about like keeping like the big picture, like just. Yeah, just that's. That's like something that I, I I alluded to in another post also. I just feel like like we don't have all the pieces to the puzzle yet. And we're like so close to everything that we can't see what the big picture is yet. And we have to pull back and eventually it'll all come into focus. But we're just so close to it right now that we can't see the big picture. You haven't showed us everything. You haven't taught us all of the tools and in our toolkit or the pieces to the puzzle. So it's kind of, you know, we just have to trust you right now that we're on the right path and just to kind of, you know, stick with it. I, yeah. I just feel like that's what we have to do right now because we can't see the big picture yet. Yeah. And does that feel does that feel okay to you, Marisa? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I it's got to because <laughs> the scale's not moving for me. It's I'm literally having the same, you know, one pound up, two pounds down. You know, it's it's Russian roulette. <laughs> Cause I literally took the day off yesterday from Naturally Healthy Club. I wrote when taking the day off. And I ate whatever I wanted and I got on the scale and I was laughing. I told my wife, she goes, what did you lose weight? Because I was laughing when I got off the scale and I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> there right. was like no rhyme or reason for that. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the scale as far as, you know, tracking and whatnot. Cause like I've told you before over the last five months, it's literally like a even keel. Yeah. So I guess that's good, but I would like to see it drop. Um, I did make a, a chart um, this past week because I've been tracking for a year now and I've lost 35 pounds over the year, but it's this last five months that I haven't lost anything. And so I'd like to get back to losing weight. So today I'm actually... 22 hours into a 36 hour fast because I'm going to start doing uh, alternate day fasting. But 
no, so I feel good, but I'm going to give it a try. We had talked about fasting before and I was going to do one meal a day. I decided against that and I'm going to do alternate day fasting. So like tomorrow I get to eat all day and do a regular day of food. And then um, I actually, because of my schedule with the gym tomorrow and Wednesday, I'm going to eat also. And then Thursday I'll fast again. So um, my schedule kind of doesn't permit me to do it every other day the way that I would like to, but um, so I might end up fasting like three days this week and we'll see what happens. Does that feel like, is that something you really want to do, Marisa? Yeah, I, I've fasted before. Um, it actually helps my medical numbers, like my yeah, cholesterol right, right. and my yeah. hemoglobin A1C. So that's like the main reason. If I could lose some weight and like kickstart that, that'll be good. But um, so we'll see. I'm not stuck to it. Like I said before, I'm I'm very experimental yeah yeah experimental if if this if i tank this week then i won't do it (laughs) yeah cool (laughs) it's not you know i'm not i'm not um i'm not one of those people that i'm not gonna get like obsessed with it and you know okay cool yeah definitely not okay I just the thing I, being, I like food too much. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the thing be being to be really up. mindful of fasting is just that when you're breaking your fast, make sure you're having breaking it like with protein. And oh definitely. Yeah, yeah, so you know about that. Yeah, cool. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. But I'm curious, kind of curious, Marisa, like why did you feel like you needed to take a day off yesterday? Um it's emotional reasons. Um, yeah, cool. My best cool. friend, I'll just put this out this. I've been going through a lot of, um, my best friend, like two months ago, disconnected from me because she went to rehab. And oh, right. um, she said that our relationship was, was difficult. It was a strain on her and her wife's relationship. Um that was really hard on me. And then she came back after two months and we started talking again and it was a problem for her wife. And she was literally home for three days and her wife passed away. Oh my goodness. And now I just found out yesterday morning that my friend has a inoperable brain tumor on top of losing her wife she's drinking again she's a mess Uh, i'm just so sad for her i care deeply about her obviously she's my best friend and she lives in the middle of the country i'm on the east coast so i can't even like it's just it's a i don't know i so i was like it was one of those like i just don't want to think about anything yeah yeah it was like an effort day (laughs) yeah yeah so that's why okay um i'm back on well today i wrote i'm fasting (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i did write in my journal (laughs) yeah great so you set your intention of like today i'm fasting amazing yeah (laughs) yeah but, yeah so and i love that you set that intention yesterday as well so that's actually means like you're not really you weren't really off it I, I didn't yeah. yeah you set an intention I, and that's that's perfect yeah I intentionally took the day off yeah fantastic yeah amazing oh thanks for sharing that Marisa I'm really sorry to hear about your your friend yeah okay keep us posted with the with the busting experiments I will <laughs> thank you amazing um okay so just before we wrap up quick um coaching for diana so diana yeah the frustration with two steps forward one step back just got to remember i'm frustrated with myself that that thought like of course it's frustrating when you go two steps forward and one step back but that thought like i'm like i'm frustrated with myself that just isn't keeping you 
feeling bad, right? And it's feeling, and when we, we change best when we feel good. So what I'd really recommend is just forgiving yourself for that. Like, oh yeah, like, and um, there's a forgiveness practice that I do, like where I say, like, I'm sorry, I thank you. Thank you. I love you. And sorry, I forgive you. I love you. And thank you. So when you're feeling that frustration, just like have take a moment to have some self-compassion, forgive yourself. And like, yes, it's frustrating and yes, it's happened. So what do you want? And then just ask yourself, like, what can I learn for this? Like, what do I want to do differently now? And just, just whatever comes up for you, for you, do that thing. Like you'll trust your inner wisdom to guide you there. But if you don't let go of the frustration, you're going to stay stuck in this two to five pounds thing. Like it's, that's it. So and also, like, let's really celebrate. Like, you had this big celebration. Everyone loved it. Things went well. I did not eat too much at the time. Like, you have that ability to be intentional. Like, like, let's focus on that. Actually, I did a really great job. And let yourself feel good about doing that really great job. And then, you know, how do you want to be, how do you want things to go now and let go of the frustration? And that will change everything. Okay. Okay, amazing. So good to see you all. So next week, we are going to be learning about listening to our bodies. So stay tuned. And actually, um, just a reminder, everyone, there's going to be time changes next week because I can't remember. The clocks are changing somewhere. The So call times are changing. <laughs> I'll, um, but, yeah, the calendar will be correct. And also in the um, in the, the and in the in the emails that I, I'll send out with the correct time as well. Um, and Rachel's posting in the chat, I like the analogy of the puzzle pieces and just have to trust Jules in the process right now. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so have a great week, everyone. Looking forward to seeing your tiny wins in the group. And just, yeah, home play is the same as always. And also, if you haven't joined in the daily practice challenge, do. It's really fun. And there are prizes. I don't think I've mentioned the prizes. So I'll tell more about the prizes next week. Okay, have a great week. Pardon me, everyone. Bye.